Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Relationship Chronicles. I'm your host, Nina Westbrook. I'm so excited to be sharing this mini series with you. This mini series is brought to you by Do Tell Conversation Card Game. This season, you might notice something a little different about the way we start each episode. The holidays to me means connection, gathering with loved ones and friends. So what better way to start off each episode than with a game of Do Tell Conversation Card Game? Do Tell is a fun and exciting way to connect with your loved ones, your spouse, your family members, your friends. It's your chance to share meaningful connections, talk about some of the nitty gritty things that we don't really get to on a daily basis and have fun exploring and learning new things about the people you love the most. Visit dotellcardgame.com and use the code relationshipcronpod15 for 15% off your first Dotel purchase. Enjoy the episode. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Relationship Chronicles. I'm really excited today because I'm doing my first ever solo episode, which means that it's just me today. But the good thing is that I'm really excited to answer so many of your questions. A lot of you emailed and wrote in and shared questions that you wanted me to talk about and discuss. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. Um, Before we jump in, I want want to do a little bit more of a get to know me. A lot of my previous episodes were getting to know our guests and all of the amazing, interesting things they had to share. So today we're going to be hearing a little bit more from me and you'll get a little closer look into my insight and the way my brain works. So the first question is, what does a day in the life with me look like? Um, that's a really good question. It depends on the day, but most of my days start out with either a workout. I get up at four, five thirty in the morning. It's my new thing. I hate waking up early and I love my sleep. So it was a big commitment for me to get up at five thirty in the morning to work out. And then I drop my kids off at school. Um, I rush home. I drink coffee. I try to get as much work done as I can before having to go pick the kids up again. Um, Once I do that, then it's like all kid time, family time. We do all the after school activities. We go to soccer. We do jujitsu, piano, swimming, anything you can imagine. Um, My kids, at least one of them, are doing it at this point. Um, Then we do dinner. We put the, I put the kids down and I get to have me time, um, which is really nice. And I finally get to relax and I, I sometimes I wait for them to go down so I can eat dinner in peace rather than scarfing it down, trying to rush and eat with them while I'm also doing the dishes and everything else. Um, that's my time to just decompress and relax. Sometimes I have a glass of wine um, and then I start getting prepared for the next day and I go to bed. So what is my favorite parenting hack? I don't know if I've ever thought about this. I don't know if I have a parenting hack, Um, but I do really, really value structure and schedules. I remember when I, before I had kids, I would always, people would ask me, you know, well, what kind of parent do you want to be? And I'm like, well, 
I want to be the kind of parent who has structure. We're going to have a schedule and we're going to stick to it. And they're like, haha, yeah, right. Wait till you have kids and see what, watch what happens. Um, and I did, I had kids and I implemented a schedule. And to this day, every, people are very impressed by how structured our days are. My kids know what's going to happen next. Um, we go over the schedule so they can talk about it, feel good about it, take ownership over the things and their responsibilities in the schedule. And it just really, really works well, especially when I'm juggling three kids or anytime you're having dealing with multiples, um, having a set time frame and schedule um, that even they understand is going to help us get from one activity to the next so much easier throughout the day. The next question is, what does self-care look like for me? Self-care for me just means usually in an everyday setting is time to myself. Um, I'm used to having a lot of people around all the time. Um, and I'm an introvert. I'm a homebody. I like to be by myself. If you ask me what my favorite thing to do is probably sit down, have popcorn, snacks, wine, and watch TV um, by myself. So I think that my form of self-care is just alone time where I can sit with my thoughts um, or I cannot think at all. I think Throughout my days, everything is very structured and scheduled, um, like I just talk, spoke about. And um, so sometimes it's nice to not have to think and to watch like mindless television, um, like the Housewives. I love Housewives, Bravo, anything Housewives is good for me. And then, of course, all of the Netflix shows right now I'm watching Suits for the first time. So that's nine seasons that are keeping me very busy at night. So the next question is, if I had to pick one meal to have for the rest of my life, what would it be? This is very hard because I love, 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 love food. Um, I mean, I feel like it would have to be pasta. Maybe I was Italian in another life. I don't know. But any kind of pasta with Parmesan cheese, butter pasta, any any pasta, my favorite is the John and Vinny's spicy facility pasta. Um, you just can't go wrong with pasta. The last question is, what's your zodiac sign and how do you relate to it? Or do you relate to it? My zodiac sign is Capricorn. And I think I'm a Capricorn through and through. I think I have a this intensity to me and this um, discipline. And also I think that I'm a very hard worker and um, I can be a bit of an introvert. Um, I like to be by myself, but I also like to work hard and um, pour into my relationships. The relationships that I do have are so important to me and feeling close and connected with other people are so important to me and loyalty and all of the things that Capricorns, I guess, possess. That's me right 
like nail on the head. Okay, so now that you guys have learned a little bit more about me, I got to learn through all of the questions submitted um, a little bit about where your interests lie. Some of the topics and conversations that you guys want to hear from me, questions that stemmed from dating and relationships to work-life balance um, and family life. So I decided it would be best in order for me to get to all of your questions. I decided that it's best to break this episode up into sections. We're going to talk about dating and relationships first. Then we're going to talk about life transitions followed by personal growth. Um, I'm going to answer as many questions as I can within those categories. So let's jump right in to dating and relationships. That's always a really fun and exciting topic to discuss. Okay, so dating is such a huge topic. Um, There are so many different angles that you can approach talking about dating. So what I wanted to do is take us on a little journey where we'll start with dating and then we'll go into like you found your person or you think this might be it. Um, How do we navigate the relationship and then how do we move past you know, challenges in the relationship, whether that be a breach of trust, um, in an example, like infidelity or other various breaches of trust. So for the first part, let's talk about dating. How do we know we are interested in this person? Um, and how do we navigate the chaotic and sometimes overwhelming and, challenging world of dating, especially in today's society. The biggest thing that you can do when you're talking about like jumping into the dating sphere is make sure you're coming in whole and feeling complete and healed from any previous relationships. There are lots of baggage. There are lots of um, trauma. There's lots of um, challenges that we may have um, had to endure in previous relationships. And so knowing and understanding and recognizing what your triggers are, knowing and understanding your past history and relationships and behaviors, do you have the tendency to self-sabotage or do you kind of go into relationships giving so much that you feel depleted at the end of it and you're not really asking for what you need in return? Um, I think being aware and um, working on yourself and getting to a more complete place before you enter the dating sphere is so important. And once you feel like you have that grasp on your own emotions and your own feelings, you know exactly what you want out of a relationship, um, then it's time to jump on in there. And yes, it can be scary and there's lots of fear and build up um, going back into it. But staying vulnerable, I think, is one of the key ways that you can have a successful run at dating, right? I think that a lot of times people enter into this sphere of dating and they think that they want to hold things close to their chest um, out of fear of judgment or not um, coming off as needy or not wanting to be vulnerable out of fear that the person's going to walk out of their life or not be interested in going on a second date. And my thought is that if by sharing who you are with someone is going to scare them away, then that's not your person. So I think that there has to be 
a level of confidence going into any date or any relationship where you know, like, this is who I am right now, because you do have to hold the space to evolve and change over time. But this is who I am. This is what interests me. These are my values. These are my goals. Um, This is what a relationship looks like to me. And these are some of the expectations that I would hold for any future partner are all conversations that you should be having when you're dating someone. Um, Giving that full, complete picture of yourself helps to the other person to determine if this is who they want to move forward with in their future. Um, And also you get a chance to set boundaries and set expectations for the relationship up front. It's so much harder to enter into something being one way. And then once you start to feel more comfortable and, and, and feel like you can be your true self in a relationship, you start having more requests or um, you might see behaviors differently. Whereas before you would let it go, you didn't want to make any waves, but now it's a problem for you and you're having to go backwards and try to reestablish boundaries. And um, that can be hard for people and challenging at times. That's where you get the whole, or you start hearing, oh, you've changed. And, um, you know, ever since we've been married, you're, you're being this way instead of that way, because sometimes people wait until they feel that 100% comfort or security, um, to, be their true selves. And, and I say, don't wait, you know, show the person who you are from the beginning, just like you would want them to show you who they are. Right. And so you can move into the future together with all the information and make the decision as to whether or not you want to move forward in a committed relationship with the person. The other part of that where we did got, I got a lot of questions about, um, I did get a question about dating and knowing that you want to be moving forward in a relationship with this person, but the other person is not really ready yet, or maybe they're making excuses. How do we know when it's time to move on? My personal thoughts are to trust your instinct. If someone is not committed and they don't want to move forward, if there are excuses as to why they don't want to move forward and you feel in your gut that this is right for you and you are ready to move forward, I think the hesitation, the excuses, the stringing you along is the answer. Um, They are not in the same place as you. They're not ready to be in a committed relationship, whether that be with you or anyone else. Their behavior um, is telling you or is the sign that they're not ready to move forward in that relationship. And so once you have that information, it's up to you to make the difficult decision um, whether to continue to pursue someone who's not necessarily on the same page as you um, or to move forward in hopes of creating new connections with people who align better with your goals and what your dreams are for your future. The last thing before I move forward and move on to we found our person and now what um 
you have to go into dating being open-minded. So if you yourself are going to present your whole self to this person, you're being vulnerable. Um, there's the fear of judgment, right? But you know that you also want the wholeness of the other person in return. So it's something that you guys are kind of entering into this non-verbal contract of we want to be our authentic selves and find someone who wants to love us for who we are. And so therefore we're going to present our authentic self. And on the opposite side of that, on the other side of that, you have to be open to all the possibilities of who that person is. Um, you have to remain open and, and open-minded and know that if you have a checklist or if you have certain things that you are looking for in a relationship, that's great. But that doesn't mean that, I mean, the likelihood of someone hitting all your boxes or checking all your boxes is, is I, I, who knows what the likelihood that that happens is, right? So if you remain open and maybe their strength is in one thing and they have potential and can work on another thing, and that's something that is not a hard no for you, it's something that you can hold space for growth and movement, then be open to that. Um, don't go into the dating scene or go into a date thinking that, you know, if this one thing happens or if they say this one thing, then I'm out, I'm running for the door because you wouldn't want that for yourself, right? You want to present who you are. You want to share what your goals are. You don't want to, you don't want the other person to feel overwhelmed or scared um, or run, just because you have this one part or this one thing about you that doesn't necessarily align with their thought process or it's something that they wouldn't necessarily do. So I think that being open and mindful of all the possibilities that can present themselves and, and be open to working on things and willing to explore and ask more questions. If you hear something that doesn't um, sit well with you. Don't take that and run, like ask questions about it and figure out if there's miscommunication or there's a better understanding or what their perspective is, because you're trying to, that's the whole point of dating is getting to know each other and learning the way the other person's brain thinks and how they feel about things and what their family dynamics are. So instead of being scared or judgmental, be interesting, like interested how do you know when it's time to make it official? I think that unfortunately there are some things that we cannot have the 100% certain easy answers to everything. I think it's more of a feeling and an instinct and you kind of have to go with your gut. Um, sometimes people call it like sparks or like the stars are aligning or you just feel butterflies um, when you're around a person. I think that you have to take into all, all the information into consideration, meaning um, do you, what does a relationship even mean to both of you? What does it mean to be in a committed relationship? Do those ideas align? If they don't, can they, get to a place where they align. Um, there are so many different types of relationships and uh, to assume that 
the other person's views and thoughts on our relationships are the same as yours, I think is one of the biggest mistakes you can make going into a new relationship. When you know that and when you have that feeling and you have considered all the data um, and you know this person is your person and you're ready to move forward with that commitment, um, whatever that looks like to you, you have to be able to communicate that. And there's no reason to that you should feel that you have to guess or try to read the other person's mind. That does not work in relationships when you are not um, having open conversations, when you're assuming or worried or um, confusion arises when you're not asking those questions. Sometimes it can be challenging and difficult to put yourself out there and ask for what you want and what you need. So consider this to be practice because this is what you're going to have to do in the relationship. Once you do get into the committed relationship, you're going to have to be able to express your needs and ask for what you want. And, um, this is just the first, the first, like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to that. And so if you can communicate and you're going through the dating process, you've already asked all the questions, you know what you want, and you have to be able to communicate when you're ready to move forward in a committed relationship. Um, what the answer is going to be, who knows, but all you can do is continue to put yourself out there, be vulnerable, and, and um, hope that you should have a feeling that the other person is ready to move forward as well. Um, if things seem confusing and they still seem like there's something going on or they're not quite sure, that's something that you can discuss with them. Hey, I get it. You're not ready yet to move forward. What do you need from me to get to a place where you feel like you want to move forward with me in this committed relationship? Or do you think that you can get to a space where you want to be in a committed relationship. These are both valid questions and um, you can ask them to your potential partner and figure out what the response is and make those necessary changes and do whatever it is you feel like you need to do in order to assure them um, that you might be the person that they want to be with. Now, I'm not saying change who you are. You don't want to change your you know, who you are to be good for someone else. But sometimes, you know, you're moving on a different path. You might know before the other person or vice versa. So I think there's a little bit of grace that has to be extended. I think that there has to be a little bit of grace extended to their potential partner and giving them the space and the opportunity to process the information and then make a decision. Um, anyone that's going to string you along for weeks and weeks or months and months and years, um, the answer I would consider it to be a no and just try to find a way to heal, um, put your Put your, you know, change your perspective, open your mind back up to the possibilities that this might be your, not be your person, but your person is out there somewhere and um, be open to meeting and, and starting new 
relationships and new chapters. The last thing I want to talk about in terms of relationships and dating is whether or not trust can be rebuilt after it is severed. Um, the simple answer to this question is yes. What it takes to build trust, which is one of the biggest pillars of any successful relationship, is a major commitment it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort, not from one person, but from both or all parties involved. Um, sometimes when there's a big breach of trust uh, having to do with infidelity or secrets or anything of that nature, um, it might be a good idea to seek professional help. I'm a huge advocate of therapy. I think that in those circumstances, when both parties are committed to doing the work to make the relationship work, to build back the trust and move forward together in the future, my advice would be to seek individual and couples or group therapy. Um, it's the best way to work on yourself and work on um, fixing and and. Um, restoring the relationship together and also working on the healing and personal growth factor that has to take place individually. The next topic that I wanted to discuss is this overarching theme of life transitions. I feel like so many of us are constantly going through um, major life transitions, which I happen to have lots of experience in. I myself have been through so many changes, whether that be big moves, um, career changes, obviously becoming a parent and, and so on and so forth. There are so many things and transition and like major moments in our lives that we're going to experience. And those new changes bring upon lots of stress, um, anxiety, fear of the unknown, and also just a lot of uncertainty. And those types of feelings can be very difficult to sit with. So I want to share some tips on how we can manage our expectations and also um, some tips on how to navigate those difficult transitions in your life. The other thing that you can do that goes a really long way is just a slight shift in your perspective. It could be slight. It could be major. However you want to look at it. I think that going into a new city instead of feeling the dread of having to meet new people and I'm leaving all my friends behind, my family behind. This is everything that I know. What grocery store am I going to go to? Where am I going to get my nails done? Just very everyday basic things that we have to figure out that are part of our daily routines that we love and have grown to thrive in. Um, there's going to be a lots of newness anytime you're changing your circumstance, anytime you're adding another person into your family, whether that's a spouse or a child. Um, it could be parents or in-laws coming to move in. And um, so you being in support of that, anytime we're adding something or changing something, a shift in your perspective and the way you look at it can help change and impact your mood. Um, if you're moving to a new city, instead of looking at it in terms of leaving all my family behind, what am I going to do? You can look at it um, in terms of 
this opportunity to explore new interests or to um, reinvent yourself or um, an opportunity to expand your network and figure out like who um, or look at it as an opportunity to expand your network. So rather than feeling depleted, you're feeling like it's an out it's a it's a new opportunity, a new chapter, a way to grow, um, not not only personally, but as a family or as a unit, whatever the case may be. So I'm going to give a personal example of me having to shift my perspective. Um, I think one of the biggest transitions or challenges or transitions that anyone can go through in their life is having kids, right? I had, I made the mistake after having my son of adopting this mindset that I was going to get back to my life. I was going to get back to being me, um, whoever I thought that was at the time. And I was never, I was struggling. I could never figure out how to get back to being myself and how to get back to who I was prior to having my son. And the reason why I was not able to do that is because I was looking back and looking through an old lens, um, the lens of married or single me with no kids, right? So I had to change my perspective and look towards the future and change my outlook. And this is the new me. Um, this person is great. I like who I am as a mom. I like who I am as an individual, as a wife. I like where I'm at in my career. Now, how can I use, put all of these things together and make a plan moving forward as to who this new me is going to be as a whole person. And as soon as I was able to embrace all of the parts of me for where I was in that moment or at that time in my life, I was able to feel content and move forward in the future. And I'm happy now. And I've been able to like balance all these conflicting ideas of who I thought I was with who I actually am today. Before wrapping things up and before signing out, I just wanted to say thank you for the bottom of my heart. I'm so grateful that so many of you submitted questions and we're looking forward to hearing from me. This has by far been one of the most special episodes um, that we've done, in my opinion. I think that it's really great to hear from you and I can't wait to get an opportunity to do this again. And um, it's just really special that you are here along this journey with me and I can't wait for you to catch up on all the new things and new guests that we have coming on to share their insights and a look into their own personal journeys and stories that can hopefully help to motivate and inspire all of us along the way. Thanks for tuning in and I will chat with you next time. <laughs>